Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. interrupt just really quick. Interrupt? We're on a roll. What are you doing? I know, but we've got something cool coming up I want to share really quick. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we are having a Valentine's Day Facebook promotion for, for Restored and Remarried. For the R&R page. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's going to run from Monday, January 30th to okay. Tuesday, February 13th. And we're going to announce the grand prize winners on Valentine's Day by 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Valentine's Day, February 14th. How could you miss it? Don't forget that. But the thing is, is you guys, you only have to do three things. Three things? Three things. So are you ready? Okay, what are they? Number one. Number one, uh, like our Facebook page. Number two, tag five friends to like our Facebook page. And number three. Number three is your favorite, right? Hashtag restored and remarried on your Facebook and everywhere you can think of. Any page you can. Even on your friend's back of their head. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to. They might not like that. (laughs) So So what what, what do they got to do? I mean, how how do they win, The more the people do these things, these three things, mainly the, you know, tagging five friends and hashtag restored and remarried. We'll pick three winners. The first winner that does the most of this, the okay, combination the winner, of those three things, right, will win one coaching session with us uh, via Skype. Three. So we'll yeah. get to see your facha and you'll get that to see would be ours. Fun, yeah. yeah. Facha in okay. Italian is your face. Second place would be getting a signed book. Okay, one Maybe of our If you books. already have one, hey, who can you give it to, you right? You give it away to somebody. And then the third prize will be a set of our six inspirational magnets. Yes, those inspirational magnets are actually memes that Brenda came up with, and they're kind of cool. So six yeah, of those you things. You can check them out on our website, Website, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the more you do this, the more you tag people, and the more you use hashtag restored and remarried, the more chances you have to win. And the more you like our Facebook page. That's right. We like that. I think it's pretty simple, but the more they do that combination, the more the chances they win. Yeah, so we'll be keeping an eye on you, so uh, let's get back to the program. Thank you. So I'm here with Diane. Hello, Diane from? From from, um, The Grieving Child, How to Step Parent the Grieving Child, and we're here again at the annual summit for step family summit and so diane and i have been talking about a very important topic and then i'll just let diane take it from there tell (laughs) tell me more about what you do and why this is an important issue okay well thank you for having me so step parents and grieving children and families are in two completely different places so step parent the new married couple is on one track and they want to move forward with the relationship. Now, even if there has been a death in the family, if the new spouse, if the spouse is recoupling, the bio parent is recoupling, they are seeking to move forward yeah. and, and uh, pursue love. So they're going to scream ahead, and guess who gets left behind? The kids. The kids. So uh, those kids are grieving, and they are not going to accept the new coupling. They're not going to accept the step-parent unless the bio-parent and step-parent step back and realize that they're on the team to help their children grieve 
And it's not something that's going to go away. Mm-mm. So no. if they don't address it today, next month, this year, it is still going to be there waiting for them in the years to come. Yeah. And it's such an important concept that we, step parents, I'm a step parent, I miss this. I miss this. The first five to seven years of wow. my relationship. Wow. I didn't get it. I thought, I'm a helpful person. I'm thoughtful. Uh-huh. I know kids. As Ron Deal said yesterday, I got this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't get it at all. So when I was able to move back away from myself and my confidence that this was going to work out, it wasn't just confidence, it was really optimism. Ah, it was optimism. Optimism. I had optimism that this would work out. You can still be optimistic, but you want to be optimistic in a way that's helpful to those children. Okay. Okay. And as we were talking the other, you know, earlier, um, the way that grief shows up in kids because they maybe don't have the room to grieve, how can it show up? Oh, multiple ways. <laughs> it's interesting. Everything will seem fine for a long time. In fact, I have a chapter in the book, Step Parenting the Grieving Child, called is everyone really quote unquote fine Uh and the answer is no (laughs) so um in play is one way with younger kids that this will show up so i recall a time when i was sitting and reading in the bedroom main floor bedroom and the kids were playing in the hall and they had the barbie and ken out and all of a sudden i hear these little voices come from down the hall i want my mom and then the other character would say I want my real mom. Oh. And mom died. They were playing. The mother had passed away. The mother had passed away. And I'm hearing this down the hall. I don't even think they knew. This wasn't even conscious. Like, ooh, we're going to do this to make stepmom mad. No. They were simply playing. And this is what was coming out. Bubbling up. This is, yes. So things will bubble up to the surface. You'll see it in art. Any form of self-expression, art, writing, okay. um, you know, even on, and teens may be turning this into substance abuse. That's something in teens. To, so in substance teens. abuse is possibly a way. What, yes, are, what are some other ways? Yeah, um, they will also do self-expression, uh, leaving the home environment, isolating from the family, okay. and spending almost one hundred percent of their free time with friends now that's a normal dynamic in a teen's life anyway but as a parent of a grieving child you want to watch for are the needs at home being met before Uh that they're turning outward right right because you want them to have those positive influences and it's very easy when they're spending almost 100% of their time outside of the home for them to be drawn yeah, away. Yeah, I like what you're saying because teens, <laughs> everybody's mm-hmm. going, I got a teenager, and I go, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, I reflect back on being a step-parent and then bio-parent and asking this question, which I want you to address. Sometimes it's a matter of, is this a teenage thing? Is this a girl thing? Is this a surly teenage boy thing? Is this a step-family thing? How can you sometimes determine... Which is which? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, here's the best tip for that. (laughs) If you are a step-parent and you are going through something and you're wondering if it's a step-parent dynamic, go ask a bio-parent in an intact family 
Uh, does your teenager do this? Go ask somebody else go who doesn't have the step family who dynamic. Who does not have a step family. Uh-huh. And I cannot tell you how many times my friends in intact families would be like, oh, honey, my <laughs> kid does that too. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes we're, as step parents, we're, we're creating angst. Right. That doesn't That's really not, need to it's be It's not there. there. We're yeah. making it more We're making of a thing it more dramatic than, than what we it need is. to be. Oh, I wish I'd have known that a long time ago. (laughs) You and me both. Well, and that's part of the reason why we're talking about this. Because, again, when we were talking earlier, that grief comes out in different ways. How can we make room for kids to grieve? Okay. So the first thing is to help them find meaningful ways to memorialize. To memorialize. Ah. What they've lost, whether it's a death or disappearance or divorce. Divorce Divorce situations too. Kids are, oh my gosh, they're facing losses daily, right? Right. Oh my gosh, the thing I wanted to to wear today is at the other house. gone. I can't go back over to mom's. I can't go back over there. You know, so just from losses, it doesn't matter what intensity. Yeah. So um, how can you find ways to put meaning and specifically when there's been a death, we want to have the bio parent, very important underscore bio parent, okay. the connect the connector to the history to the history, right? okay. or the deceased family, okay, any family members, talk to the kids about what did that person value, what kind of legacy was that person striving to leave uh, here, yeah, on the earth. So, for example, um, my husband's former wife who passed away was big into environmentalism and she had identified um, an open space area that had not yet been converted or dedicated by the city Uh so it could have been developed okay before she passed away she fought very hard to get the city to buy that land and so the city posthumously bought the land and then named the prairie space after her. After her as a memorial. And that's in our town wow. where my children, my stepchildren live. Wow. So so the point is, if you communicate the value and the legacy of what's been lost, mm-hmm. you can encourage the children to be a part of that vision if they want to. To carry on. And carry it on. Carry on. So in a death of a, of a, a biological parent, Wow, that's incredibly powerful. And yeah. in, in, in even in divorce, there are certain situations that that would be, hey, this is a good thing that my bio parents stands for, <laughs> if they can find. Because right. in some situations, that's hard to find. Right, right. But anything that can be memorialized, anything. that's how mm-hmm. you make room for them to do it and give them permission. Right. And then, we, of course, we want to underscore memorialize, but don't idolize. And okay. that can be... Say that again. Memorialize, but don't idolize. Okay. And the trap in kids idolizing another parent is that they will try to live up to that perfection. Ah. And it could be a lifelong feeling of failure because no one is perfect right right (laughs) and so there's um we we call it the angel's children right an angel's child has the blessing and the curse of carrying the angel with them yeah yeah so 
I've got my pinky up because that's always an indicator of don't forget to ask this question. <laughs> so back to teenagers mm-hmm. and even maybe preteens and small kids. And, you know, knowing the grief cycle is not a straight line. It's a squiggly line that goes back, backwards and forwards and upside down. And it may go way back to the beginning like shoots <laughs> and ladders. A tumbled mess. And <laughs> I, I, I realize that in some cases anger is part of grief. Mm-hmm. And especially in divorce, anger can really exacerbate for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. But is it tied to grief? And how do we help alleviate, let off the steam, vent that grief that's showing up as anger in a healthy fashion? That's a really tough one. Anger is definitely one manifestation of grief. Um, You know, anger, I'm just going to name off a few others. Yeah, go ahead. You know, anger, sadness, hysterics isolation, withdrawal, um, fears, anxiety, right? These are all manifestations of grief. Um, So anger specifically uh, can really be a landmine, as you know, in in any family. So age specifically, I think there are different things that can be done. Um, With young children, I'm going to say under preteen, it's nice to form a team with uh, unless the child is homeschooled. It's nice to form a team with school, with teachers and uh-huh. administrators and the counselor at school. Okay. Because there may be a lot of acting out at school that we don't see at home. Right. So um, just forming that team and then having um, kind of... You never want to tell somebody to calm down, right? That's That just doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> calm down. I'm right. mad. No way. <laughs> I want to be mad. But um, one technique that I think does often work is to name the feeling so as a counselor you know right hey these words that i'm hearing you're sounding you're sounding angry to me yeah and then they can either confirm or deny that one way or the other you're gonna get more coming out usually to get to the root of the problem yeah if you smell anger it might be anger or it might be something else yeah and a lot of times under anger is fear right right, right. We, we're when we're fearful we might be masking that with anger. yeah yeah and for teens i i really think that um anxiety and grief becomes a social dimension in teens teens are needing mm. the company and the outlet of their peers they won't do something just because adults tell them it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It has to be validated somehow with the mm-hmm. peers. Mm-hmm. So if you have an angry teen and that person is under 18, at the age where you can still kind of tell them and get them into counseling, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Bring them into counseling as opposed to not having the choice anymore that they have to choose after 18. Um, I would offer them options. So hospice group, personal therapist, church group. Options. Right? Options. Put them in the driver's seat. Give them give them a voice. Give them the voice. Give them a voice. How do they want to process this? Okay. Exactly. Excellent. Okay, so here's my grand poobah slap it down (laughs) question. (laughs) So I'm dealing with a grieving child and I am clueless because as we were sharing earlier, most of us folks in the West culture, especially, you know, just, we don't want to deal with it. Just be an ostrich. We don't want to deal with this. In the most gentle, exhortative way that you can say to make room for grieving, 
what would you say to listeners? <laughs> this is your permission to go off, yeah, by the way. Thank you. Okay, well, truly, I did not have a resource mm. to rely on when I was raising my two grieving kids after their mom passed away. And I came into the family when they were six and almost eight, and now they're 29 and 31. Wow. So this has been a very long journey. Long journey. I did not have a resource, and I thought, oh, that's just me. I haven't found it. No, it was not there. You're not out there. there. <laughs> so God definitely was working in my heart mm-hmm. over all these years, and I was like, I can write this book. Oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I can do this. I'm going to put it on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) So it took 15 years, ladies and gentlemen, but um, I do have um, a guidebook out now that is specifically tooled to help parents, step-parents, and helping professionals working with grieving children and families, and it's called Step Parenting the Grieving Child, Mm -hmm. and it is available on Amazon and Smashwords and Barnes & Noble. Say that one more time. All right. Loud and clear. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so it's Step Parenting the Grieving Child, and it's Diane Ingram Frome, F-R-O-M-M-E, and it is available on Amazon. And Barnes and Noble and Smashwords and iBook actually. Excellent, excellent. Wow, Diane, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. Well, thank you for having me. And what a beautiful thing! Uh, even in grief, there comes beauty once it's done. Because after they've done the grieving, they grow up and become strong, healthy adults. Yeah, hopefully. beauty <laughs> and being broken. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Okay. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.